the B2P organization are facing problems because they don't have visibility, entire visibility. There are silos across it. Marketing runs campaigns. They don't know. They generate leaks, uh, whether these leaks are high quality, bad quality. You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a B2B podcast that brings you the juiciest insights from go-to-market leaders and practitioners. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sunny Side Up. I'm your host, Taylor Nixon, and today I'm super excited to talk with Naren Chawla on unlocking revenue transformation. So an exciting topic for today. Um, Naren is the head of product management for CX and NetSuite Analytics at Oracle. So for the past two decades, he's been involved in creating category-leading new businesses from conception to launch and analytics, data management, cloud, and leading enterprise software companies, uh, including Salesforce, Oracle, and SAP. So definitely a lot to learn from Nareen today. Um, Nareen, I'm super excited to talk with you. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Taylor. I'm super excited to be here as well. Yeah, Absolutely. And so to start off, can you tell us a little bit about your background and your current role at, at Oracle? Yeah, sure. I've been in the enterprise software companies for almost two decades. Been uh, spent a lot of time at SAP, um, Salesforce, and recently at Oracle. Uh, mostly I started as an architect engineer, but uh, most of my career has been as a product manager, and I've done a few stints in uh, sales as well. In my current role at Oracle, I have been involved in conceptualizing and an application around analytics, I will talk a little bit more about it. But we are trying to disrupt the BI market, sort of taking a SaaS approach to to BI analytics. That's fantastic. It sounds like the you know the future is near in that. And can you explain to our listeners the concept of revenue intelligence? Yeah, absolutely. So what is happening in the industry is uh, people are struggling a lot when it comes to their entire uh, revenue cycle. So revenue intelligence. Uh, I'll focus a lot on the B2B revenue uh, uh, revenue cycle from revenue intelligence perspective. If you look at the B2B revenue waterfall, uh, there are long, complex sales cycles. There are multiple uh, steps, multiple products involved into these steps. The typical uh, B2B waterfall journey will start with marketing automation when customers run the campaigns. Then they generate leads through across the wall to sales, qualified leads. Then uh, the sales cycle starts. So when the sales cycle starts, that's where the rubber hits the road. Uh, the sales sellers are out there doing activities, meetings, demos, and stuff like that as well. Then we reach a stage where we start negotiating on the pricing and a quoting cycle starts. So that is a mini cycle as well. You know, it's called CPQ, configure price quote, if I may, right? So that's a sort of third leg of this entire journey. Once the uh, pricing is kind of uh, agreed upon, that's where the order gets created an auto management or auto management system and from there it goes into ERP for uh, for ERP or subscription billing for invoicing and uh, collections and things like that as well so revenue intelligence is that trying to figure out uh, in this entire funnel that I talked about where are we leaking revenue right so the goal is to bring data from all these different systems in one place and that typically there are four or five systems from marketing automation systems to CRM system to CPQ system, ERP systems in one place, right? So you can ask a lot of questions in terms of, you know, who are my good customers? Who are my bad customers? Uh, what are the margins, profitability? What is working? What is not working? Uh, where are we leaking revenue? 
what are the white spaces. So primarily like looking at your entire revenue waterfall, if I may, or the revenue funnel, if I may, to kind of grow your revenues. So that's the mm-hmm. high-level concept of revenue intelligence. And it sounds like there's a lot that we'd be able to dig into on that. And, and from a B2B perspective, what are some of the, the pain areas that B2B organizations are facing in the whole lead to cash cycle? And how does revenue intelligence really help to solve those problems? Yeah, so the B2B organization are facing problems because they don't have visibility, entire visibility. There are silos across it. Marketing runs campaigns. They don't know. They generate leaks, uh, whether these leads are high quality, bad quality. Sales get some uh, leads, but they, they do their own marketing, uh, if I may. Even sales doesn't know like uh, what kind of customers to target, for example. Then if you go for the downstream as well, uh, you want to look at are we acquiring profitable customers? What is our acquisition cost? Is it a good lifetime value, right? So there is a huge problem out there having this visibility, being able to uh, grow the revenue. Uh, if I may, that's number one. Being able to forecast effectively, if I may, that's number two. Now, just uh, uh, aside on growing the revenue, right? If you think like this, if you have all the systems and if you're able to use its intelligence to grow your revenue, even if it's like, let's say, 0.1% of your current revenue or even half percent Now, if you do this uh, on a compounding basis, so if you do this every period, it might be, let's say, every year or every quarter as well, if I may, right? And then grow. So using the compounding effect, you can actually double your revenues as well by just marginal improvements in your revenue on on quarterly basis or yearly basis as well. So those are the challenges and there are huge benefits as well uh, to actually uh, focus on your current customers, uh, trying to figure out where the leaks are, trying to become very efficient to, to kind of grow the revenue in your organization. And how did you go about defining the various KPIs at every stage in, in the process? Yeah, that's a good question. I think the KPIs kind of differ, frankly, from uh, business to business to industry to industry because there are all variations uh, in each industry in terms of uh, sales cycles, complexity, even the sales processes in FIME, right? Uh, but there are general kind of KPIs uh, you can think of at a high level, you know, what do you measure, right? If you are running marketing campaigns, you live and die by the campaign ROI. So that's where actually you need to not only account for the uh, the leads you're generating, but how many opportunities you're influenced by these campaigns, for example, and how many jobs converted into a sales. And then you add a cost element to it as well. So uh, campaign ROI is a big thing. And within campaign ROI, you can look at sub-KPIs in terms of different channels, sub-channels, if I may, right? Then you move on to sales, then uh, sales velocity is a key KPI, where velocity is a compound KPI that takes into account the selling price, the win rates, the, the, the days it takes to close. Uh, that's a very good KPI, uh, broadly speaking. And of course, you look at win rate and average team sizes, if I may, right? And then you go further downstreams and CPQ, you can look at the uh, can analyze your uh, packaging, if I may, right? So the number of products that are included in the codes, uh, the code cycles, if I may, right? Then order management is perfect orders. There are a few KPIs people look at, uh, fulfillment of those orders that leads directly to customer satisfaction. And uh, on the ERP side, you're looking at uh, uh, days sales outstanding, how fast is 
uh, money flowing into your business. So those are standard KPIs uh, that uh, that are out there. Uh, we also work with our customers uh, to refine those KPIs. And as I mentioned earlier, every business is different, so they will have their own vision, way of doing this. So they always uh, kind of need a platform to create their own KPIs as well very easily. And thinking along those lines, are you able to dive a bit deeper into and walk us through perhaps the top three use cases for revenue intelligence that could really optimize an organization's process and impact its top line? Yeah, absolutely. So I think once you have uh, a system that allows you to bring uh, all this data in one place, that sales, marketing, service, uh, subscription, and uh, finance data as well, there are 10,000 questions, like tons of questions customers can ask, if I may, on the use cases, right? Uh, what we have seen, and these are three categories that we have come up with, I'm pretty sure there are more more questions as well, but the three categories that we, we see is around revenue transformation, uh, marketing effectiveness, and what we call a next-gen sales, right? So let me try to dive uh, deep into each of this. Revenue transformation is... Um, uh, is something that customers struggle a lot as well, where they want to look at uh, the entire cycle to figure out uh, the margins, profitability, you know, how the sales team is effectively working or not working. You know, if you look at any business out there, they have multiple SKUs. And for each of the SKUs, they might have different business models as well in terms of one-time payment of the license or usage-based, for example. So trying to figure out basically which models are uh, leading to more profitability, which products are being sold together, uh, where we might be leaking the funnel. We can also see how the pipeline is flowing uh, and figure out whether there are certain months, certain periods, certain salespeople, certain sales regions, for example, uh, where we might be leaking revenues, we may not have enough coverage. You can also find Abilities to do cross-sell, upsell, expansion, being able to look at your annual real pipeline and figuring out uh, churn probabilities and trying to do the right things. So those are examples of revenue transformation where uh, every activity that you do is direct link to uh, revenue that that the company generates, right? Moving right along, I think uh, the second biggest category that we see is marketing effectiveness. And this is where I think most marketing departments run blind, marketing and sales department run blind. Uh, being able to join data, for example, from your sales system and marketing system. So for instance, you run a campaign and you have certain contacts respond to your email or prompts that you might have. And if you see the same uh, contact uh, in the opportunity, then you try to see, you know, that basically that was an influence that marketing campaign did. But Customers don't have tools to join this data very easily. And there is also fuzzy matching happening around that. And then what happens is also you might have multiple touches to an any kind of account. So you might have uh, campaign, campaign responses, for example. But there are so many other things that happen uh, probably outside the systems as well in terms of events, webinars, uh, that your customers attend, dinners, right? And, uh, you know, it's known like there are 140 touches before a conversion happens to a paid customer, right? We don't know which of the touches are working or are, 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 are effective, like maybe some, maybe asymmetrical impact on your revenue. So trying to do attribution, uh, all these touches is the second generation of use cases we see. 
And finally, when you say next chain sales is uh, kind of telling your sellers uh, to, uh, to, to where to focus if I may. So using machine learning uh, to figure out, you know, uh, which are the opportunities they should focus on. And then more importantly, having a full control of your pipeline, bringing predictability onto your pipeline, being able to forecast with a lot of uh, confidence is something that uh, we see as well. So these are three broad categories. I'm sure there are a lot of use cases we are missing as well. Fantastic. And, and really focusing from a revenue perspective in those use cases, understanding it's top of mind for all revenue-related professionals. How are you and your organization adapting to the current economic downturn? Yeah, good question. Like other companies, Oracle also uh, is going through a reorg, if I may. Frankly, uh, we actually are investing a lot in RevOps. So we have created a new division. Uh, we are aligning our kind of sales and marketing together. Uh, and then we are uh, building effective uh, practices around revenue operations, primarily in response to the uh, current uh, macro environment. So we want to find those leaks and make our entire process efficient and then realign people accordingly. So that's how we're dealing with the current economic downturn. That has been really educational and interesting to hear all that you are doing on the revenue intelligence front. Um, but we also want to learn a little bit more about about you. So is there a good book? blog, newsletter, or website, even video that you would recommend to our listeners? Yeah, I think since your listeners are sales and marketing professionals, so I'll focus on that, right? There are several things I follow, but there are two people I think I'll just name in this podcast. Uh, there's an analyst called Seth Mars, is part of Forrester. Uh, he has a good understanding of the revenue ops, revenue intelligence space. I, I follow his readings quite a bit, right? And uh, there is another firm called Winning by Design. They craft uh, uh, really good sales strategies. They write a lot. Uh, so they do a lot of writing on LinkedIn as well. I think the lady's name is Dominic Levin. Uh, but those are the two areas uh, I will kind of recommend to your listeners. Fantastic. And what about three inspirational people in the B2B space that you would recommend to bring on to the show? Yeah, sure. I think I'm biased. I will... I work with this few people in my company that I will recommend to you guys. So one is Jason Maynard. He was head of our uh, sales for the Netsuit business and uh, he basically transformed uh, the Netsuit business using analytics uh, with 30% growth for several years. Uh, so amazing growth that is happening. I'll recommend you guys. And then there is a guy called uh, Tom Jermack. He is, I believe, VP of Sales Ops as well. Uh, he is a fantastic guy as well, been with NetSuite, GDU uh, for a long period of time, good understanding of the cloud SaaS world, and uh, and an advanced user of analytics or revenue intelligence, if I may. And finally, I think uh, I have huge respect for uh, Lenny Anderson. So <laughs> he's the founder of Oracle, but he's a brilliant strategist, just a mind-blowing person. If you're able to get him, I would love to even listeners, uh, listen to him as well. Fantastic. Yeah, sounds like we need to get all three of those folks on. It would be <laughs> a great catch to have Larry on with us. And finally, you know, with all of the information that you've shared today, I know that folks are going to want to hear more from you. How can people get in touch with you after the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm active in LinkedIn. So if anybody wants to get in touch with me, they can find me on LinkedIn, Nareen Chabla, and then I'll happy to accept your request. And that's how we get connected. Wonderful. And thanks so much for hanging out with us today and introducing us to such an interesting topic. 
I really enjoyed having you on our show today. So thanks so much. Thank you, Killer, for all the great questions. Today's episode is made possible by Demandbase. Demandbase is smarter GTM for B2B brands to help marketing and sales teams spot the juiciest opportunities earlier and progress them faster. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Sunnyside Up. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and Demandbase TV. 